Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. My name is Matt Hensley, and I'm the pastor of May Hill Baptist and managing editor of Lifeway Pastors, and I'm joined by none other than Dr. Kyle Bierman, the pastor of First Baptist Church of Alamogordo, New Mexico, and director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board. And together we bring a combined 33 years of ministry experience uh, to the table, and which makes us, as we like to say, experts at not what at what not to do. And we are so glad that you have joined us today. And Matt, I am so glad that we finally got through our intro. Yeah, Somewhat, if, if um, that's any uh, indication of how the rest of this episode right. is going to go, yes. uh, it, it couldn't go as bad as the Astros game last <laughs> night. Uh, we're, yeah. we're recording yeah. this on, on Thursday. I got in from the long trip to Clovis and Portales, got in just in time to watch the Astros look pretty good for a little while, yeah. and then it absolutely fell apart much like when I tried to send it to you in the introduction there uh, in one of our previous outtakes, uh, and it sounded like you were about to die. Yes. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad you didn't die because Thank it would you. be very awkward for you to die on the one-year anniversary, the two-year two-year anniversary, anniversary of Not Another Baptist right. Podcast. Yeah, this is some a reason deal. you guys are still listening. But uh, yeah. Kyle, how are you doing? Man, I am good like you. I was at uh, Clovis and Portales in New Mexico for our uh, Baptist, Convention of Annu- Baptist Convention of New Mexico annual meeting, which we're going to talk about a little bit uh, on here. So uh, I'm dragging a little bit today. You know, this, it was a good uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but a long Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh, But other than that, yeah, things are good. Um, one of the things about homeschool is that our kids did not really get a break for that. They went with us, but uh, they still did school um, yeah. in the car and uh, during the convention. And so, yeah, it was fun. Uh, how about you? It looks like, uh, from, from looking here on my screen, it looks like you are a little bit chilly up in the mountains this morning. I am. I am a little chilly. In fact, right now it is 29 degrees and, uh, because we reached our high earlier this morning, like 32, 33. And you said it was and, snowing uh, earlier there. It, it was snowing and uh, it's still kind of spitting right now, but but nothing. And we're not going to get snow like our friend An- Andrew Abear. Uh, looks like he's already got yeah. a couple of yeah. on the ground up there and Amarillo, um, and he got those uh, inches by morning, you know, so. Amarillo by morning. Yeah, Yeah, you like that? That's great. And, uh, but yeah, it is, it is (laughs) very cold. You made the point that I could go inside, but see, inside my wife is wrapping my Christmas present. Oh, all right. Yeah, so. That's fine. And you will love this. Do you know what she's listening to? Christmas music, I would imagine. While she's yes. wrapping Christmas presents. That's fantastic. Um, she is. So that's the other reason I'm outside. So, so for the record, my Christmas season starts, as we've talked about before, a month from today, from the time this airs, or excuse me, a week from today, from the time this, uh, this airs, we will, uh, I will be listening to Christmas music in my office and in my car. And All right. So and about the things that people care about, um, <laughs> what uh we, we are doing this as a bit of our uh, celebration for two yeah. years as a uh, podcast and two years of people listening to how wrong you are about Christmas celebrating. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I, I prefer to enjoy Thanksgiving. And uh, so, you know, you can skip that holiday if you want. I'm fine with that. But uh, I'm somewhat surprised, though, with your love of pumpkin spice everything, it would seem yeah. like 
you would uh, you would actually enjoy that holiday a bit. But but it's okay. It is our two year anniversary. Yes. We've had a number of great uh, guests. We're looking forward to a number of great ones to come. Yeah. From uh, we'll go ahead and let this out of the bag okay, since, sure, uh, sure. Since, since it is a kind of special episode. We've got, uh, don't tell anybody, but we've got Andrew Peterson coming on yes. and Robbie Gallaty over the next couple of weeks. So keep that between us. Okay, but yeah, don't tell anybody. Yeah, okay. don't tell anybody. Right. But, uh, I'm, I'm ridiculously excited. I, I've enjoyed all of our guests, and, and there have been several that I've been excited about, but, but Andrew Peterson may be the one that I'm the most excited about. Yeah. So, so a while back you were standing before thousands of people in Dallas and, uh, uh, waxing eloquently about, yeah. uh, the ERLC and Dr. Moore. And then you failed to ask a question. I did. I, I predict that when you get Andrew Peterson in front of you for this interview, uh, you're just gonna like be like a 12 year old fangirl. It is, and, it is uh, possible. It, probably yeah. scream at the top of your lungs. Yes. Maybe not, maybe start crying. My, I mean, my fear is that um, the only thing that's going to come to my mind are Andrew Peterson lyrics. And so I'm going to be like asking him questions in his song lyrics. That is the nightmare that I have about yeah. that interview. Um, I, I so. think I'm going to spend the entire interview like asking him questions that only maybe Jeremy Casella uh, could answer. <laughs> like you know, when you wrote and just pretend that I, you know, don't know who he is or whatever. No, so Andrew, you, we enjoyed you, you being in Caveman's Call back in the day. We know that yeah. was a huge thing. <laughs> that was a huge part of your life. Tell us no. what it was like. No, no, uh, please don't no, do that. No, we're, we're excited about that. That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, he has a great book out. I started it this morning and, uh, and then Robbie Gallaty, uh, who many of y'all know, and, and you use his reading plan, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I correct. have. I have used his. Uh, uh, or you have used it. And uh, he's got a new book out that's that's kind of his uh, biography, uh, more more specifically his testimony coming from yeah. drugs and alcohol abuse and so forth, and then getting uh, radically saved. And uh, so that it's a powerful read. I enjoyed it. Did a article on uh, facts and trends for it, and uh, that went really well. It was very fun to edit. And uh, I, I loved how he described his time at a Baptist school as really a nominal Catholic, I believe, if I remember right, nominal Catholic, not practicing or anything, but uh, he's at a Baptist school and everybody, you know, he's rather large dude. And he's by large, person. I don't mean like fat. He is, <laughs> he's no. like 29 he is, feet tall. He's a solid individual. Biceps yes. that are basically giant anaconda, you know, pythons or whatever, like Hulk Hogan. I mean, that's this guy. And so he stands out a bit. And then I think had a Porsche or something, uh, old Porsche then. And so he stood out and uh, was kind of the target for all of these young Baptists who convert. And, uh, and so he shares the story of one guy uh, at the school that took interest in Robbie, uh, not just another Baptist scalp, as, uh, as I think he, he called it, and really took time to get to know him, share the gospel over time with him and so forth. And, you know, the rest you could say is history. But uh, the book itself is a powerful read, and uh, we look forward to sharing you uh, about that and with uh, Andrew Peterson. But yeah, we've had some great guests, uh, all of the uh, seminary presidents, uh, except for one. Uh, we're yes. still aiming for, for that one. Uh, but uh, we had all of the presidents of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, <laughs> it seems like. Uh, and, uh, and so that's, that's great. We've had Dr. Moore as well, and, and, uh, we need to get chip wood, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a new day in Southern Baptist life. Yes, All is. of our entities have presidents. Now we praise God for that. Yeah. And, uh, and they seem to all have great guys, uh, that are faithful to proclaim the gospel and, uh, and 
I love, you know, Greenway, for example, with that big tent of yeah. we need to work together, build some of these bridges. Here are the non-negotiables, but everything else we're going to work together and so forth, which speaks to our partnership with them. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. You're looking like you didn't know where I was going to go with that, I, but, uh, yeah, we love Swibbits, the uh, crown jewel of the SBC, and uh, encourage you to check out Swibbits.edu after the show and uh, learn about a great uh, seminary uh, we recently inaugurated, Dr. Adam Greenway. And uh, speaking of our annual meeting, I got to be the Swibbits ambassador because everybody from Swibbits was at the inauguration. Yes. So they left it to me that, to get that's people. terrifying. To yeah. And, I can, and how did that I, go? How, how many how many people did you sign up for Swibbits? Uh, like legit sign ups had two, okay. but I had some great. So so that's the thing with those those deals, especially in a convention like ours. There's not a lot of young people. There's not a lot of people looking for uh, degrees. You know, most of the young guys yeah. that, that were there are going to be pastors that already yeah. have their. True. And some of them, you know, already have their doctorates. Some yeah. from real seminaries. And uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, the. Uh, uh, most of the conversation that you know I was having with people were how excited they were for things they were seeing coming out of Southwestern. So yeah. I got to visit with some folks, and and uh, again, that's like the worst job you could give Matt Hensley yeah. is let me have him talk to random strangers. <laughs> and uh, and one yeah. guy came up and asked about our Spanish language programs. Bro, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I know every time that I signed up for classes, there was always like systematic theology and systematico theology or something like, you know, I don't think Spanish that's correct person. at all. Huh? I know it's not right, <laughs> but anyway, I, I know they have it. So it's like, yeah, we've got something. And so here's the number you need to call. And uh, so, so yeah, it was great. And, awesome. Yeah. Well, so, so you mentioned, um, and we've, we've mentioned before that we were at our, uh, the, the Baptist convention of New Mexico's annual meeting. Um, now you were actually on the program because you uh, were serving as the second vice president for the BCNM, and were in fact renominated and reelected for a second term as the two VP. Um, now, what we do need to talk about is uh, your choice of footwear for the event because you went with a, shall we say, non-traditional choice. And, um, and, and Dr. Ronnie Floyd was quite, um, struck by the, the shoes that, that you had on. So, um, I know there's a story that you didn't necessarily get to tell. Um, so here's your chance to clear the air about why on earth you showed up in those shoes. Well, you see what happened was <laughs> what it was, I was, was. <laughs> I was, I was packing at like 3 AM in the dark because, uh, Yours truly usually waits to the very last minute. Open yes, up because the, the rest of your family are normal people and we're asleep at 3 a.m. Yeah, so I'm doing it in the dark and I throw everything in there. And I've, you know, I know what needs to go in there. I got the, the undies, the socks, the undershirts, all that kind of stuff in there. And I was wearing, you know, my jeans. So I didn't have to worry about that because you and I are one of those people that I think wear jeans for a couple of days. So yes. we're not worried about that. Right. And, uh, and then I'd already taken my uh, coat I had a nice little uh, coat that I was going to wear and um, dress shirt that I had pressed. Uh, my wife had pressed. Let me rephrase that. Uh, <laughs> that I had pressed. So I had it pressed. by. Oh, okay. Anyway. okay. And then some ties. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm like in the cabinet or whatever you want to call it. So I should probably dress a little more appropriately. So I, uh, I knew that that day I'd worn black boots 
And so I usually take those off before I get in bed, right next to the bed. So I just throw them in there. And I, don't, I don't look, nothing. Throw them in there and seal it up. And I get to the hotel a couple hours later and I open it up and I see a brown boot and a black boot, which normally wouldn't be a problem. I, I would happily rock two different yeah. uh, types of boots. The problem was they were both right feet. And so I was dressed nicely with lime green. We're not talking green shoes. No. I mean, there are green no. shoes out there. This was like almost glow in the dark lime yes. green shoes. And Ronnie absolutely roasted me. It was glorious. It was. It was. It was and incredible. so, you know, yes, I did get uh, re renominated because it's hard to hard to mess up doing nothing. And uh, so <laughs> apparently, I exceeded all expectations there and uh, get another chance at doing absolutely nothing. Now, there was some interesting stuff with that um, because uh, Dr. Collier, our friend down in in Roswell, yeah. Uh, talks to me and, and said, Hey, I'm going to put you up for first VP. I was like, no, <laughs> yeah, we need to do it. So we did. And, uh, I, uh, I did not get that. And, uh, but, uh, Bo is a fin phenomenal brother yeah. and uh, we'll do a phenomenal job. It's another year of doing absolutely nothing. Both of us have the greatest jobs in the world. That's awesome. And, uh, but, awesome. but yeah, it was good. Well, this really was, um, an historic gathering for the Baptist Convention of New Mexico. Not only was it meeting in Clovis, uh, which is where the first uh, meeting of the Baptist Convention of New Mexico took place in 1912, two years, or no, the same year that New Mexico became a state. Um, but this was also, we celebrated the 100th anniversary of the Baptist Children's Home in Portales, New Mexico. And I, this was the first time I'd ever been there. Was this your first trip to the children's home as well? It was my first trip to Portales. It was my first trip to Clovis. It oh, really? All of wow. Event. Okay. Yeah. I've been through Clovis and Portales many times, but I'd never been to the children's home. And so we had a great celebration there. They fed us a phenomenal uh, barbecue dinner from one of their um, cows that did not make the sale at the recent county fair was my understanding. So they uh, they, they were kind enough to slaughter it and... Um, Maybe they named it Matt. They might have. Um, they did and, not and they cooked the that for us. Yeah. And we were joined at the state convention by uh, Dr. Paul Chitwood, who actually led our pastor's conference and who spoke at our pastor's conference. And then uh, Dr. Ronnie Floyd spoke yesterday morning. And I thought um, both those men crushed it, especially Dr. Floyd's message yesterday. I thought it was very yeah. timely and that he just uh, set the room on fire as, as Dr. Floyd uh, can do. Um, I, so I loved his, I loved what he was talking about tone and truth. Yes. His, uh, tone's not more important than truth. Right. Uh, but if, if we are just brash and unloving and all of that kind of stuff, right. we, we're not going to have the chance right. to get the truth out. Yeah. And uh, so I loved how he, he made a big push on the tone that we have. And, right. uh, and I think we have a number of, of pastors in the uh, BCNM uh, that live that out. Yes. Um, you know, there might be some knuckleheads out there, but for the most part, all are, uh, really champions of working together and, and encouraging one another. So I love that. But yeah, it was a great word. Right. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, both of those things are important, right? Um, so, I mean, you can spout outright heresy in a very kind tone and that does not change the substance of what you're saying. Um, mm -hmm. But you can also um, scream truth in um, a very um, rude way. And what happens then is the uh, substance of the truth that you are actually maybe proclaiming 
gets drowned out by the tone in which you say it. So those two things matter. And, and honestly, I mean, that's what Peter calls us to, right? Where he says, um, be ready at any moment to declare the hope that you have, um, but do it with gentleness and respect. And those two things uh, obviously matter. We want to be people of truth. We want to be people of gentleness and respect <laughs> too. Um, so uh, let's talk your highlights from our annual meeting. What was the, what was so the, my, the one takeaway? My highlight was the uh, hibachi meal with the Ooh, uh, church yeah. planters. I, yeah. uh, I wrote about that in my little recap. Um, you know, after the decision we made as a uh, convention or the state mission board uh, to kind of separate or, or to uh, change the way we partner with uh, church planting and so forth with NAM, it was good to hear how uh, our catalysts are, are going to be working in their lanes and, and we can work in ours and see how around the table we had BCNM guys, we had NAM guys, we had everybody yep. sitting around this table and uh, enjoying delicious food. Um, I, I will say one thing. So I prefer my steak uh, just past the mooing stage. Um, so, so somewhere and, between rare and medium rare is what you're saying. No, no. Well, or, it needs to be rare, but I, okay. I do want it to be cooked, but it needs to be pretty rare. And uh, that's, that's hard to get on a hibachi thing because yeah. there's other steps that they do. So I tell the guy rare and I'm looking at it and he, he keeps kind of showing it to me or whatever. And like, you know, is, is this right or whatever? So, perfect, perfect. Well, then he throws other stuff on it, you yeah. know, the, the sauce or whatever it was oil that he throws on it. And it cooks a little more than it came to my, my plate then at that point about medium rare and, uh, but it was still phenomenal. I was yeah. just like, no, it was perfect. Now yeah. <laughs> but, no, you did it too long. Yeah. And, uh, but I was watching anymore. It's done. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I was, I was expecting to still smell the farm, man. And, uh, but, but yeah, they, uh, they bring it out, but I will, this Shogun, I think it was called Shogun Hibachi or whatever. Uh, yes. Uh, so. Middle of nowhere in Clovis. And I was kind of surprised that Clovis had a legit Hibachi. No. Uh, but, uh, one of the things that I noticed is you're not going to leave there hungry because no. they can't give it more. Yes. Like, First, it was a rice, of course, and your meat. And then there was like noodles. I was like, where'd this come from? Yeah. I'll take them. And I ate the noodles too. No, I had the same thought. I didn't order these. Like, and, and I didn't, this wasn't what I ordered. It was just fine. They were delicious. Okay. Um, for my kids, that was, that was the first time they'd ever been to a hibachi place. So, and they, they like seen it, of course, in movies and stuff like that and were um, very excited. And it, it and then, was not the most animated I've seen right. the, the show. Yeah. That was what was no. funny is I said, uh, do you want the show? or just to eat and yeah. like, we'll take the show. Yeah. So they take us back to the back room, which dude, it was like straight out of a, a Marvel movie or a mafia oh, yeah. movie. I was just waiting for like people to come blazing in there with sevens <laughs> or whatever. Um, because we just parted the little, uh, you know, the, I don't know, drapes and went yeah. in there and it was just us. And, and then one other family that we need to pray for that they had to listen to us. But, uh, <laughs> but then, you know, the, we're, we're there for this quote unquote show as they yeah. called it. And, you know, some of these guys, you know, they throw up the egg and it lands in their hat or, yeah. you know, they, they're a little more interactive. Our, our yeah. guy was a little less and, uh, but it was phenomenal. And, uh, we're grateful for Nam, uh, fitting yes. the bill for that. Thank you, Dr. Rizal yeah. for yeah, feeding us right. well on Monday. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did what find it interesting you? that my kids, um, my kids were so excited to be there and they both ordered things from the kitchen. Neither one yeah. of them ordered, ordered bocce yeah. stuff. So, yeah. um, they got chicken nuggets. Yes. Yeah, I think our, um, so, so two things really stand out to me and, and it wasn't, they, they were both peripheral to the meeting itself. There, there were good things that happened at the meeting and, and certainly one big announcement that we'll talk about in a minute and, and some changes that are coming to our state convention. 
Um, both we, uh, so uh, the BCNM hosted a church planting lunch to talk about um, the future of church planting and highlighted um, a church planter by the name of uh, Nolan Frederick, who's at Catalyst Church in Artesia. And for me, it was just, it was really fascinating to hear his story um, about how God called him back home to, to plant a church in the place where he grew up. Now, Artesia is not a huge uh, city by any stretch of the imagination. It's a rural spot in New Mexico. And, and he talked about the struggles he had going back and forth. You know, does, does um, Artesia need another church? There are already a couple of Southern Baptist churches that are doing really well. Uh, how will it be going home? And, you know, these, these folks that I grew up with now coming back as a pastor. Uh, but just to hear him talk about God's call on his life back home and, and the way that, that God's blessing there uh, was a lot of fun. And it was good to finally meet him. We've interacted on social media. That was the first time I've actually met Nolan. Um, and then the IMB uh, dinner that, um, that was hosted uh, was, was fantastic because we got to hear some stories from folks in New Mexico, uh, particularly the one couple who's serving in Paris and, and really just pleading with New Mexico Baptists to come and to partner with them through the IMB Connect partnerships and uh, to come and, and serve, uh, you know, and to, to go suffer for a, a week or so in, in a place like Paris, France. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, that certainly stirred some stuff in my heart to, um, even with us, you know, I know we're, we're small churches and um, so it may not be something that we can do on our own, but, but my thought is really to uh, visit with our association about, about our association adopting a missionary um, and, and doing some partnerships and sending some folks um, over there through a partnership with our association. So it'd be exciting to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, those two things were, were great. And the, um, uh... The other thing I, I, I really enjoyed, and, and I think you share this, is, is the fact that in, in a state like ours, you know, and we've come from Texas. So even if yep. you're somewhat secluded in Texas, you're still going to be close to uh, a number of right. other churches, typically. Uh, for, for New Mexico, we've only got 300 and how, how many? Yeah, 350, 300. I believe, something like that. Yeah, yeah so, so there's not very many uh, churches. And then the, the state itself is, is not all that much smaller than Texas. Right. Uh, and so, and certainly as lost as can be. Yes. And the fact that you can come uh, together from literally the four corners of uh, New Mexico uh, for a couple of days, and you get to hear how the people from a suburban church are doing, how the people from the desert like you are doing, how the people from the mountains are doing, how people from the bigger churches are doing. And you said small earlier, but some of the guys from the normative. Yes, normative. Size Thank churches. you. Uh, I hope, Mark. Uh, hears this and gives you a demerit on your uh, evaluation. But uh, anyway, you, you have all of these people coming through and, and they're, they're sharing their, their burdens, their successes, their joys. And, and I was just convicted by, you know, it's, you, you, have you ever gone to one of the funerals and, and you've got that family member or somebody that's there? It's like, well, I, I wish we got to get together more often, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm sorry that it just has to be a funeral that brings us together. You yeah. know, if you ever had that conversation, yeah. I, I kind of felt like that with the BCNM yeah. is not, not in terms of a funeral. It wasn't a funeral, but the fact that only once a year we're going to get together right. and, and encourage one another, that we need to look for ways uh, to encourage and champion one another throughout the year. And so I just committed to, you know, kind of, I've got a circle of, of, older pastors and younger pastors and, and so forth that just going to send some notes every once in a while and, and say, thinking about you, how what's God doing at your church? You know, how can we pray? Things like that. Uh, and, and so then when we get together next October, 
we can just pick up where we left off and, yeah. and we'll check in on some of the things that we know God has been doing over the last 12 months. So yeah. that's what I, I loved about it is uh, just catching up and yeah. uh, hearing how we're doing. So, yeah. And, and then as we mentioned, uh, there was one, one pretty big announcement that was made at our state convention. That is that uh, Joe Bunce, our uh, state executive director, uh, announced that his plans to retire in February of 2021, uh, which triggers that announcement triggers um, a search process for the state mission board that will begin in our next uh, meeting in January. So that means um, that my job on the state mission board just got very interesting uh, for the next <laughs> year as we uh, begin the process of, of searching for a replacement state exec. So at that point, um, Dr. Bunce will have been here for 15 years serving as our state exec. And, and I think I've mentioned this before, but he's a uh, He's been a friend and mentor since uh, the first day, believe it or not, the, the first time that I preached in view of a call in Clayton, New Mexico. Um, he was there that Sunday night. He'd come up, he was doing some work with the uh, search community, but he also came up just to meet me and we got to visit then. Uh, that was in, I believe, June of 2012 when I first met him. And so he's been a, a friend and a mentor over these last uh, seven years, seven plus years. And so I'm uh, excited for him and his wife, Sharon, to, to begin this new chapter. Um, and, and I'm excited for our state convention. I mean, this is a time of transition. Uh, there's going to be a lot of questions that are asked about what, you know, what we're looking for in a new state exec. Um, but but it's, a, it's an exciting time um, in the life of our state convention, just as we saw it throughout the SBC the last year. I mean, this, there was certainly some upheaval and some stress involved, but, but an exciting time as we saw, um, you know, entity heads being filled. And um, so excited to see his... Um, See, see our state celebrate him over the next year and then excited to see what the Lord does there. And, you know, one of the things that he mentioned in his, um, in his executive director's report, which ultimately kind of led to his announcement of his retirement, he made the point that uh, we are all interims, right? And I, I think that's, that's important for even us young guys like, like you and me to hear uh, that, that none of us is here forever, uh, right? We are, we are interims in our churches, uh, even in like our houses where we're interims, I always like, uh, from time to time, I like to ask our church, how many people know, uh, the people, the folks who lived in their house before them. And it's very few occasionally run into somebody, well, we built our house. Okay. Uh, but, but you know, very few people know, yeah, I, I knew the people who lived in my house before me. Um, and so it's a, it's just an important reminder that, that in this life, we have a very short window of time, uh, to make an impact. And, uh, then, we're gone, you know, literally as the book of James says, right? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then you, then disappears. Um, and so that was a challenge to me to, you know, what, what am I doing with my time, with my family, with my kids? Um, as we're learning, that time is a mist, right? They are growing yeah. up quickly. Um, and in some ways I'm very excited about that, you know, that one day they will leave my house. But, but in another way, it, it, it just uh, occurs to me how short it is. Um, and, you know, just, just a challenge. What am I doing with the time I have with my kids at our churches um, and with the neighbors that I have right now? So it was good. Uh, good, good things. So, yeah, right, you man. know what else I noticed is that uh, Jared Bridge promises me something. He's oh, he our did. president. He's the president. Yes. And I noticed as he was getting ready to, to preach um, that, that that dude had an ESV Bible. Yes, and, I noticed uh, that. Yes. I talked to him. I, I Very disappointing. Really, 
concerned for his uh, salvation and uh, <laughs> uh, discernment. No, we, we love the ESB as well, but uh, I, I did talk to him and, and he said, you know, I've, I'm, I've been meaning to talk to you about the CSB because, you know, we're, we're kind of thinking through, I kind of go through about seven years or so with the Bible and then transition to another one. So I'm really thinking about it. And uh, so I've offered to send him a CSB hey, and uh, that's go. a perfect, uh, transition to yes. that we are grateful for our partnership yes, with the Standard Bible, uh, who next year perhaps uh, will be in the pulpit for the uh, annual sermon by the uh, president. Because we, we can only hope. Be, we yeah we and uh, in, and, in and the then, downgrade in New Mexico, and then <laughs> it will be accurate and readable, and yes. so we will appreciate that from uh, Brother Bridge. But no, he did a great job too. He yep. led very well, and uh, and certainly kind of the curveball uh, that uh, our friend in Roswell threw during the uh, business meeting. Uh, he handled that very well. Yes. And uh, so grateful for that. And, and that's just a reminder that us young guys, uh, it's it's not stealing the baton. Uh, yeah. there, there is this time of transition and and young guys are stepping up to the plate and, and the young guys have uh, ideas and, and hopes for greater cooperation and all of that. But, but I don't know a single one of us uh, that want to steal that baton. Uh, but want to learn from and champion the more seasoned veterans of ministry. And uh, so I'm grateful for that heart. And I pray that that heart continues and uh, that we'll continue to learn from and encourage one another and look for ways that we can work together to truly advance the kingdom here, because there are only 350 of us. um, And uh, there's a lot more of the lost. And so we have a great job to do. And so I'm, I'm excited to see how PCNM, uh, Nam and, and others will partner to make that yeah. happen. So thank you for tuning in. Check out csbible.com uh, after the show to learn about our favorite uh, translation, the one that Jesus used, the Apostle Paul, and uh, even uh, we hear Moses. And uh, check that out. Uh, but until next time, uh, check us out on Twitter at uh, NAB underscore podcast or on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or at our site at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Check out, of course, our book, Replanting Rural Churches, uh, which you can find on Amazon. And then, Kyle, uh, earlier you nearly died by coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you yes. send us out with our Good. little yes. outro? Well, first, let me say, I, I'm going to do a shout out real quick to Jordan Drake, who we got to meet. Uh, I, I got to meet for the first time. He's on staff at Anchor Church. And um, he uh, came up to us and actually admitted that he was a fan. And yeah. so it was fun to meet him. And I noticed also that Ronnie Floyd came all the way to New Mexico just to get a copy of our book. He right? did. That is, that is why he came That's here. Why he, came. Left, he left yeah, with we, a copy of our since book. Since he was here to so. get the book, you know, we also said, hey, why don't you go up and, and yeah, that's right. share yeah. a word from the Lord? Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's, right. well, that's what happened. We're sticking to it. That's right. Well, Matt, as you said, it is time to go home. So uh, <laughs> until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Oh, you need Jesus. 